0: So, I think I think I'm checking my watch. Yes, it's time to talk about best looking.
1: Yeah. Mmm. Really? Look at them games. My tongue is on the floor, <laughs> ogling at these beautiful games.
0: Your eye. You look like a Roger Rabbit or something. Your heart is
2: bulging out of your chest. There.
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. So, best looking. Uh, this is a pretty self-explanatory. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Followed is by no self- explanation. <laughs> yeah, <is> pretty, <laughs> God dang it. This is a pretty self-explanatory category. That's the word. Uh, it's just the most purdy. This is the most purdy game. Um, whether it's in art direction or technically beautiful. Um, they're all beautiful in our eyes, but one of them's most beautiful. And uh, without further ado, the games that have been nominated are Injustice 2, What Remains of Edith Finch, Cuphead, Horizon Zero Dawn, Hellblade, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Ghost Recon Wildlands, Assassin's Creed's or- Oh my gosh, I S's <laughs> to the end of all of these. Assassin's Creed Origins, Echo, Pyre, The Legend of Zelda, Breaths of the Wilds, Persona 5, Dujana, and Super Mario Odyssey.
1: And special last second entries.
0: Oh, Oh, snap.
1: We've got the last of June. Okay. I'm sorry. The last day of June.
0: Okay. Where are you putting these?
1: And we have Gorogoa.
0: Hang on. Are you typing these out? No, I'm not. Oh, okay you should yes <laughs> <laughs> all right i got it i got it okay thank you okay so uh describe those because i have never seen either of them
1: um we we can probably uh gently bow out the last day of june Okay. um
0: because it's not
1: completely an original art style um it's something like of an impressionist version of the art style found in the Tomorrow Children. Okay. Um, so kind of like, imagine that art style, but if like Van Gogh did it. Um, it, it is kind of beautiful at a distance, but the actual like, uh, details um, are effect, like they're everything that needs to be there to convey the emotion of that game is there. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of that um, game's. Uh, the, a lot of the ways it pulls at your heartstrings are generally through the um, simlish dialogue and kind of just the events of the narrative, um, not so much uh, the beauty of the world. Um, it's just something striking to kind of see. Um, it has like this very, like, like I said, impressionist kind of storybook uh, element to it um, that I like a lot. Um, but it is not. I don't think it's a contender on this list. Um, yeah,
0: um, I can tell what this game is just by one picture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, like um, it definitely looks like a game that's just going to pull at your heartstrings and everything. Um, and it is a story
1: one. about love and loss, uh, that's
0: and what it, they is, say. it
1: is it uh, is
2: it is very powerful. And it looks like the okay. lost in questions are eyeballs.
1: Yes, that that, that took <laughs> some getting used to. I was kind of fine with the character with the glasses, and then he took his glasses off, and I was like, uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> But then,
1: like, every other character, yeah, they, they kind of look like husks, like mummified people. <laughs> um, yeah. so, it's a good game, though, Gora but it's... Goragoa. Goragoa's Goa. Gora it art looks, style is gorgeous. It's phenomenal.
0: It looks like uh, Incredipede to me. Incredipede, I am not familiar with that. Okay, um... It's it's definitely different, but Incredipede has a pressed kind of uh style, like a um ink press almost, I think that's what that's called.
2: Okay. Um if you Oh, I remember this game.
0: Yeah, I think it was it just came out on mobile. Um I mean I do see the differences, but it, it kind of looks like it's the same
3: mm-hmm.
0: kind of direction, but just less um myth I, I don't even know what this is. Uh tell me about Gorgoa.
1: Um, So I haven't played too much of it. Um, I just feel like I literally started playing it last night because it came out last night. Um, Technically, it came out today. Um, So it is essentially a puzzle game where you are moving around panels to uh, move along this narrative. Um, As you move through through these panels, there are different events going on in every panel. Um, But you can kind of zoom in or zoom out or move uh, around these different panels. And then the way you arrange them, they will uh, sometimes kind of lock together and form one cohesive picture. Um, And so in that uh, spirit, like, you can have a character in one panel. He's kind of walking on the grass. And then you'll have, like, a different panel that'll have kind of a cutout of, like, a doorway or a stairway leading somewhere. And then when you put those together, the character will kind of walk through those panels. And uh, it's not just kind of, like... Uh, one surface it's really multi-layered where you will be kind of like diving into panels to see kind of what's behind things or even splitting panels apart where uh, what was essentially one cohesive picture just turns into two and then you Mm -hmm. kind of uh, mix and uh, play with those Um, as far as a puzzle game goes it's really great Um, and a lot of it is sold just by its art style Um, so it was completely to my knowledge, I might be mistaken. I believe it's completely hand-animated. Um, okay. And this is also the developer's first kind of crack at animation, mm-hmm. um, and which is why this took seven years to come out. Um, he has just been working on it forever. In 2014, he presented it at some IndieCade, I believe, and said, I'm going to run out of funding if I don't finish this game this year. Um, but then uh, I believe Annapurna, uh, the publisher, picked up the game and allowed him to finish it. Um, so who are the influences? I would say like a David Roberts, uh, Gustave Doré, I would say are like the closest influence to this game's art style. Um, yeah, like kind of like it, it's kind of like a combination of like wood engraving styles. I would say like that's, that's the closest thing. They look like wood engravings yeah um, um the art style i believe that's used a lot is orientalist uh, orientalism i believe okay. is the name of the art style um that is kind of like i would say kind of prominent in this um it's used by art historians i don't know if that's a, a common term anymore okay. um but it, it's a very gorgeous game it flows beautifully um just like really vibrant use of colors. Um, I like like my, my, my hesitance with bringing it up is I just, I have played so little of it. I've played about, I would say 90 minutes of it. I got it on the switch and then I very quickly realized this is better on a PC. Like just how you control it. Like moving panels with a mouse just feels better than with an analog stick. Um, although you can use the touch screen on the switch. Um, Mm -hmm. but I've played, yeah, maybe about 90 minutes, two hours in total. Uh, I'm really uh, impressed with what I've seen. I just haven't really had a lot of time to reflect on it, so I don't know. I don't know if I feel comfortable leaving it on here. I might feel okay. differently in like a week from now and be like, "No, we got to go back and <laughs> keep Gora, Gora goa in this category."
0: Okay.
1: Um, it's just beautiful. Like, it's one of those things. Like, the second you play, it, it maybe not the second you play, it, but like as you see how this world kind of splits apart and comes together, um, and how you affect those panels. Have you ever played the game Crush on PSP? No. Okay. Well, this analogy is not going to help. Um, <laughs> right, it's I like have, if...
0: Uh, those, those Tamagotchi things, those, those things come together, right?
1: Have you played Super Mario uh, on the Wii? Super, Mar- pa- Super Paper Mario on the Wii? No. Where you can switch the the perspective between 2D and 3D? I've played Fez. Okay. Think of Fez. <laughs> <laughs> and then kind of combine it with... Um, What's the game where you swap panels? It's an iOS game. Um oh, I don't I feel remember. Like it's a lot. It's a lot of like a lot of different things are kind of coming to mind as I play it. Comic um, Zone for the Genesis? It's like comics <laughs> for the Genesis. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, I get it now.
1: I want to say the game is just called like Swapped or something, but that's not right. Um <laughs> Either way, that's n- neither here or there. It has a really beautiful art style. Um it's animated really charmingly. You can like see the frames of animation, which is like I, I, to me I really enjoy because it it's just like you can just tell where the artist was just kind of like that's enough that's enough f- uh, yeah. panels I have to draw to convey the character turning his head left <laughs> um, I mean that's, it, a,
0: that's a definitely a style
1: for sure um, it's just like it, it's not just uh, I, it, the art style for sure is the standout thing but it's also just the design of the world is really beautiful um, and kind of how the different uh, environments blend into each other Um Again, yeah, like I, I would s- maybe keep it on the here for now. Don't okay. cut it just yet. There are okay. things that are easier to cut on this list.
0: Yeah, um, such as. Hang on, let me un unstrike that. Um, cuphead's an easy one to cut. <laughs> did you, stri- right? did like you strike we just- this? Well, you said take it off for a second, and then you said don't take it off. Okay, um, I don't remember that. I. Okay, so I'm I'm going to go through some some quick ones. Um Ghost Recon Wildlands.
3: Uh,
2: uh Huh? It's pretty, but it's not like Yeah. It doesn't stand out in any way.
0: Yeah, it it does it's a game that was made by a lot of people, I feel. So like it lacks <laughs> in the um I think more than 3 people made this, right? A diverse um, team of religious What's yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. A bunch of eth- uh, different ethnical backgrounds and all. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's a game like as most uh, games made by hundreds of people, I feel like it's hard to maintain uh, kind of an artistic vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this game looks amazing on the technical side. Like you can see across the entire map. It feels, and this map in the game is like giant and. I just, I, I, there's something about just military, um, that I love. Like I, I really like whenever like a military, uh, game is like, looks realistic and, and does like, like realism well. And this game kind of scratched an itch for me, um, where I don't really like the Arma games. Like, I don't like that, that level of, uh, simulation. It just gets boring, but uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands kind of filled that gap of a game that I want to feel giant and feel like, oh, there's conflict over here. I'm going to go over here and fight them and still uh, maintaining like some excitement in-, in that and not just feeling like, OK, well, I'm going to drive for a few hours. Like there are there are camps all all around the map that you can uh, invade and all that. And um, this is a visual category. So I'm gonna right, stop let, talking about that.
1: Let's keep um, let's keep it on topic.
0: <laughs> <Yeah.
1: clears throat> uh, I, I, I agree with you like, very good. Uh, I didn't play that much Wildlands mm-hmm. um, but there were a lot of things about the uh, the look of it that were striking the game looks gorgeous in when it's raining oh yeah like the lighting yes, and the way like incredible. the mud moves around like it's really good and I was told mm-hmm. by someone recently like uh, I was talking to them about sound design and they're like you should really like listen to Ghost Recon Wildlands sound design because like it's really uh, detailed Um, Mm. and I kind of got a brief taste of that and it actually does have some solid sound design I'm kind of bummed that we uh, glossed it over Mm -hmm. Um, and
0: that's the unfortunate thing about Wildlands I think people just kind of wrote it off as a triple-a shooter open world shooter game and I, I personally really enjoyed my time with Wildlands and I played it alone, which is arguably the worst way to play it, but <laughs> I found that game to be, like, very well made. Um yeah, it's very I'll Splinter say, Cell, and that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: I'll say this, and this will segue into another uh, pick on here. Okay. Um, I think we can take off Wildlands. Um, I will say that Ubisoft's open-world design uh, is getting better, but they're still kind of married to the icons everywhere, uh, a yeah. really busy HUD, yeah. um, a lot of stuff that clutters the screen, and so that kind of segues into Assassin's Creed Origins, mm-hmm. which is a game that, once I turned off the HUD, and just kind of played it, and not really with an objective in mind or anything, just kind of like, where can I go, what can I do with the character I am right now, um, yeah. is it's a night and day difference. It mm-hmm. is like, you're able to appreciate the beauty of these worlds so much better without all that stuff. It's like acne. It's like this shit that's just like splintered yeah. across the game. They're just like, mm, that's just sh- why like take it. I'm and, not, I don't want to call out people with acne. It's fine. If you have acne. Um, <laughs>
0: um, now that you mention it though, I played ghost recon wildlands with like on the hardest difficulty and like with no HUD and everything. And I think I definitely had a better experience for that.
1: For sure. Like I think people are kind of getting savvy to that. I was like, Hey, Remove the HUD or make it minimalist. Yeah. Um. And, and I don't uh, know about Wildlands, but AC Origins definitely has like tiers of the HUD. So it has uh-huh. like a very minimal, and then it has like a standard, and then like very heavy. Um. Mm-hmm. As far as like how much shit is on your screen. Yeah. Um. Which is good because there are things like knowing what was in a chest. Like if you turn off the HUD and you open a chest, it won't tell you the loot you got. <laughs> Like, it makes the little jingle, but you won't see a little, like, sign pop up saying you got this. So Uh I was like, okay, that's kind of annoying. I'll turn on the HUD a little bit. Um, Yeah. As far as AC Origins' uh, look, it's fucking gorgeous. Like, I think if we're just kind of uh, comparing open world games that are meant to be photorealistic, Mm -hmm. um, it might be the best looking open world game. If really? you're not counting like GTA 5 with mods, um, which looks just like ludicrous. Um, but like, even more than The Witcher, even more than uh, just like I'm trying to think of other realistic open world games, um, you know, GTA 5 comes to mind and like other Assassin's Creed open world games. Uh-huh. Uh, the Far sense Cry, of. I s- guess. Far Cry, for sure. Uh, the sense of scale in Assassin's Creed Origins is, like, unmatched. Mm. Like, when I when you walk up to, like, the the pyramids in that game and, like, actually see their scope to your character, it's, like, a really daunting moment. It reminds me kind of of when uh, Infamous came out and you can go up the uh, the Space Needle in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was a really powerful moment because, like, you could really, like, see the tech and, like, what the difference between, like, last-gen and next-gen were. Yeah. Um... And this game, like, everywhere, there are little details all over the place. Um, It's really just, like, beautiful. The lighting is striking. Um, Mm -hmm. There's just, like, so much in the way of, like, TLC in making these towns feel lived in and vibrant. And, like, um, there are things I'm still kind of uh, irked about. Like, I think character models in Ubisoft games still look like toys, Like, outside of, like, a few characters. Like, you know, like, the main character always looks good. Like, Bayek looks good. Like, some of the main characters in the game, like, Cleopatra, Caesar, they look good. But, like, Mm -hmm. townspeople always look like they were just, like, they were half-baked. Like, literally, like, they were made in a clay mold, and they weren't Mm -hmm. quite finished. And you bring them out, and they're, like, they kind of are a little janky still. Like, they're, they're definitely, like, a lot of vibrancy in their actions. Like, oh, this one over here is playing music. This one over here is drawing. This one over here is reading a book. This one over here is playing with some kids. Like, There's a lot of uh, variety in what they're doing. Um, but they're kind of like... <laughs> almost like this hellish existence where that's all they do. So yeah. you can just stand there all day and the guy drawing is just drawing nothing onto a easel all day. <laughs> one, um, of
0: my, one of my favorites uh, out of the Assassin's Creed games... I think it's Assassin's Creed 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an NPC that just holds a goat in his hands. Mm-hmm. And I just... I love that. Just <laughs> hold the goat all day. <laughs> just holding this goat. This like textureless goat almost. Uh and yeah, that that's one of my favorites of the Assassin's Creed's uh NPCs that just do the same thing day in, day out. Right. Um But altogether you you don't think it hangs. Um, I, I don't know. I, I for me, it's personally
1: really strong. Yeah. Um think well, there are there to me there is a clear victor of this category okay. um and then a lot of strong arguments for a lot of other games um so, if we're talking like most realistic open world uh, uh most believable open world or or just i'm sorry just a looking game yeah um although you know what i haven't really uh, injustice also hangs there um mm-hmm. as, as far as they are superheroes um <laughs> I think we can take it off. I think ultimately it won't make top two. But Assassin's Creed Origins is fucking breathtaking. Like,
0: well, hang and, on, and I'm I playing wanna...
1: it in 1080. Like, I can't imagine what this game looks like in 4K.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna ask uh, that which one goes off first, this or Horizon Zero Dawn?
1: Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, which isn't on this list. Yeah, <laughs> this. Oh, it is. I'm sorry, I had a um
0: because I brief. mean, I um... you were you were asking about open world games that just look breathtaking, and I we all completely whiffed. So um,
1: Horizon Zero Dawn has some fucking stellar foliage. Yeah. For sure. It has a really nice overgrown look. Mm-hmm. Um it's very actually it does look great, man. Yeah. What a hard this these choices are getting harder as I think about them. Um,
0: um what I'm going to say yeah. for me personally, I don't I don't like the look of Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like the the uh, the guy off the Battlefield Friends video where he's just like, "It's too much graphics. It's too much. I gotta <laughs> turn down the graphics. It's too much." Um, because there is something about Horizon Zero Dawn that it it tries to mimic like a photorealistic setting so to the T, and it's so busy that I just can't look at it. It hurts. Like it, uh-huh. my head hurts to look at it because. It's and the way I described it a long time ago was like it's it's like a or uh, sensory overload of just everything on the screen. Then like I feel like they do for me anyway. I don't think they do a very good job at coloring things and putting emphasis on on different objects in the environment to make your eyes get drawn to them mm-hmm. better. Um, That's fair. Like, just from um, an artistic standpoint, like, I just don't think that they do a very good job at putting emphasis on what is important on the screen.
1: No, and that's kind of one of the strengths of what I will call Horizon's rival, which is Breath of the Wild, because they came out around the same time, yeah. where Breath of the Wild signposts everything so well, yeah, um, and it really has, like, these natural kind of, like, lines that you follow, um, mm-hmm. even if you feel like you're taking, like, the road less traveled. Um, the, the thing, I, I, I think i put my finger on it the thing that bothers me about how Horizon Zero Dawn looks is kind of the thing that bothers me about Bethesda games where the assets and everything are realistic but it kind of feels like a set still like Mm -hmm. it feels like just a fake place Um, and like there's something about it where like it it doesn't feel like the world breathes or like kind of like like is affected by anything else going on in the world it's it feels very stagnant. much like... It feels very much like you're walking into this picture, but, like, that you can't really affect the world that much. Yeah. Um, like, it drives me crazy in Bethesda games how, like, you can shoot a tree with a rocket and that tree isn't going to do shit. Like, it's just yeah. going to stay okay. there and be the same tree it was. And uh-huh. that's how Horizon Zero Dawn feels. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, for, like, personally, I, for me... I also me, want like, to say... Yeah.
0: <laughs> on- on the yes. same topic of not doing a very good job at emphasizing what's important on the screen, mm-hmm. I feel like in the same way, having the camera just naturally switch shoulders is really irritating. um I don't like that, and it makes me feel backwards whenever it just automatically flips shoulders and <laughs> like i I just something about that game is just it feels so. It's just so much. There's just so much that it's, it's like I said, it's just sensory overload to me. And like on top of that, having the camera switch and having my character that like I'm watching, like like kind of watching out of the corner of my eye, uh, like literally switch and just flopping that on its head. It just feels wrong to me. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it hangs. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to like, get, get that out.
1: Let's do a lightning round.
0: Okay. Um, um,
1: I don't think Mario and Rabbits hangs.
0: No. So I hinted at the fact that I think this does Mario <laughs> maybe better than Mario, Super Mario Odyssey. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I
1: disagree with you. <laughs> be, uh, yeah. <laughs> Mario and Rabbits um, feels like if Disney made a Mario game, like it's very clean. Um, it's kind of lacking personality the way that mario has it in spades man um it's a beautiful game and i mean it's not gonna win it looks really nice on a switch tablet yeah um it's clean as hell but like it's just kind of generic
0: i think it has a style throughout um that's that's my defense for it i think it it does mario throughout whereas super mario odyssey does whatever the hell it wants to. Um, mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that. And also, like I said, I don't think this hangs, so I'm just going to cut it.
2: Yeah, it's not the best-looking Mario game, it's not the best-looking Rabbids game, and it's not the best-looking XCOM game. All right, so Rob, like... uh, <laughs>
0: we're going to fight after this? Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I, I agree.
1: Um, okay. So what else on here?
0: Echo, let's hear about uh Echo. We, Yeah,
1: Echo... Echo has a it is a striking visual style um, and I think that's all I can say about it Um, because the the I I should have finished echo that game is supposed to be a few hours long and I only played about a few hours into it Um, the palace that you are in is kind of supposed to span the entire uh, world that you're on Mm -hmm. Um, and it feels like you know, a lot of it is just homogenous. Like, when you're running through that palace, like, it's very easy to get turned around, because so much of it looks the same. Um, It is just, like, a very striking thing to see. Um, Just, like, the the scope of the palace, uh, it it looks like this massive, just kind of undertaking. Um, It's kind of daunting, even though the game itself actually isn't as big in scale um, as it would lead you to believe um I, I I like the look of it it has a really unique sci-fi look which I like I just like when sci-fi doesn't look like all other sci-fi yeah um I like that they kind of made their own little special kind of world here um there are things that actually look bad about it there's a scene where you're flying up a, a plane into from like your spaceship to the surface of this world um and that entire scene I was like did they not finish this like it looked like, <laughs> there was something just really janky about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But everything from just like uh, costume design, character design, uh, monster design, um, the design of that palace, are all really strong and striking. Um, But I would say it's just like the kind of lack of uh, variety in the settings. The the game is not... It's visually striking, but that's not the uh, focal point of Echo. It is about the way the systems respond to you, so...
2: Um, I think Echo is an easy cut. Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous, but uh, mm-hmm. it almost looks dreamlike when I'm looking oh, at yeah. these images. Kind of feels dreamlike oh, actually. Yeah. Oh
0: dreams? Um, oh yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Dreams isn't out yet. That's gonna be our twenty eighteen pick.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh Rob, what do you what do you want to gun down?
2: Um oh boy. These are all really good that we have left. I'm gonna tentatively say Legend of Zelda. Interesting. I don't love the art style. I never did. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get crucified for this, but I I just don't like the art style that much. Um, um. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, okay. Um <laughs> That's really all I got.
1: <laughs> um It's not my top pick. Yeah, that's so I same. don't have a problem cutting it. Uh I think the art style is really nice, though. Yeah, I um I, I, think I really right. like zelda's use of colors um i just like it it feels like there's an entire palette of like different colors that the uh, sun setting will cast on that world Mm -hmm. in a way that like and and it's the way that everything just so vibrantly responds to everything going on like when the sun's going down and you look at like a field of grass there's like so much going on there um i think it's really beautiful to look at um I think yeah. Don't has, get me wrong; it's a gorgeous
2: yeah. game. It's just the up close textures. I think is what kills it for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. texture wise, it's not going to hang at all.
0: Yeah, yeah that, that's the that, yeah that's the thing is it's not my top pick. Um, um, but I think that game does a really like does a really great job with the use of color. Um, just based on that opening scene, whenever you walk out and see the world and you see Death Mountain, and it's like. Right. This menacing, even even though that isn't the, like, the most menacing place in in the in the world of Breath of the Wild, it just their use of of like red and and a very jarring colors in that area just makes it like a again like a focal point. Mm-hmm. Um, no,
1: the yeah the the way the uh, the uh, points on the map will emit this beam of light. Mm-hmm. That is kind of, like, visible regardless of where you are. It's really smart. Um, I think there are th- definite knocks against it. Like, the draw distance in it is not great. Yeah. Which is hard about a game all about going up on peaks and finding where you want to go next. Yeah. There are a lot of times in that game where you're like, I'm going to go that way. Because it doesn't seem like there's anything there. And then as you <laughs> walk closer to it, seeing all these things populate the map. And you're like, oh, shit. This wasn't. What the a good idea after all?
0: So, um, I didn't experience as much as that. I was gonna say like this game is very uh, beautiful on both a technical and artist like on a yeah an artistic level. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really experience a whole lot of pop in or like looking at something from far away and being like oh I can't really tell what that is.
1: Not so just... much pop in as you're running through the world. Yeah, but like there is a very there's a dearth of detail if you're like looking through a telescope or just looking at what is in the distance mm-hmm. that like uh, it's just a limitation of the hardware. Yeah, it there looks a like it turns of to a
2: Unity game after a while. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: It definitely like, that. those are the parts of the game where I'm just like, man, I mean, I also played it on Wii U, so I don't know, yeah, maybe was... it looks better on the Switch. Yeah. But there I... are definitely times where I'm like, that doesn't look good at all. Uh-uh. Like, um, I, those are few and far between. They're not game breaking at all. No. Uh, No, it has no effect on gameplay. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff about this game that's really strong. The animation of like almost everything you fight is really good. I heard the sound Um, was pretty good. The sound in this game is real (laughs) good. Um, There are some things that are kind of a bummer. Um, I didn't like the design of the uh, main dungeons, the four machines that you kind of inhabit. They all are kind of the same and monochromatic um, they feel empty. They are definitely feel empty. Like, they don't feel like the traditional Zelda dungeons. They feel like what they are, which are these giant machines yeah. uh, with nothing go- really going on in them um, yeah. outside of, like, the blight ganons that you fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shrines are cool. I like their design, but there are 180 of them, and they're all designed the same. Yeah. So that can get a little tired um, when those are the things you're specifically seeking out. Um. I think just like the stuff that's uh, where there's more detail, like the towns, um, that stuff's cool. It's kind of few and far between, but that is kind of the point of this game. Yeah. It's just a lot of exploring. Um, again, I, I don't think any of us are saying this game looks bad or no. uh, isn't a beautiful looking game. I think there yeah. are just better picks on here. Yeah. Um,
0: All right. I think that's a pretty, yeah. Yeah, It's a good send off. Yeah. Um,
1: I can sacrifice one. Okay. As Here. I'm one to, as I'm one to do. Um I think Dujana looks really cool.
0: Oh wow, I didn't expect I, that.
1: Really? I I I, th- <laughs> I think it looks beautiful. I I think it's a really cool like for being a game made by a person. Uh-huh. There is so much visually going on. Um it's striking. It's a lot of times like it's like claymation style and then this kind of like Commodore 64 style and then uh like a 16-bit style and then maybe like a photorealistic image superimposed on like a grainy low-res background um, Mm. with like text that kind of like seems to have a mind of its own. Um, There's so much variety in it. It is so incongruous, but like together works so well um, Mm. that it's like really unique. Like if this was most unique looking, then – Dujana would get second because I still think there's like um, games that kind of look like Dujana that don't look like what I think should win this category but um, Mm -hmm. uh, at this point I think Dujana would be a strong runner up Um, I'm looking at what's left Um, I just have two here that I feel stronger about Mm -hmm. that's the only reason I would sacrifice it
0: okay Um... Yeah, I, I think definitely with the the added layer of knowing that uh he created this game with the idea of making each scene like the the visual uh, aspect of each scene kind of yeah. fit with the scene, like tailor-made for that scene. Right. Um I think that's really cool and I think it, that it the fact that it works is astounding. Um mm-hmm.
1: I think that's the thing. I think that's the trick of Dujana is Yeah. it looks like a very messy game um but in reality like every scene in that game is so intentionally put together Mm -hmm. um to evoke an emotion yeah um that by virtue of that alone i think it makes it a strong contender Mm -hmm. um but for the sake of us having to get through this category we have to make hard choices yeah um i want to ask you guys to make a hard choice okay Uh, sell Injustice Two to me, because I think it looks really nice, and I think it looks really technically proficient. That was gonna
0: be the next one that I cut. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was just I was
1: curious what uh other than it's technically beautiful.
0: It is very technically beautiful. is a very good looking game. Um, Mm -hmm. and surprisingly so. Uh, just because again, it's a fighting game. You wouldn't. I mean. As we move forward, I feel like the actual fighting isn't so much the focus of like a fighting game anymore because we, especially with the bigger companies that have been doing this for a while, well, for the most part, they kind of have the fighting down uh, mm-hmm. to a science almost. And at this point, it's integrating a story and making it look better than um, than just pictures of people.
1: Um, yeah. And <laughs> I, I would say fighting games. Are kind of like at least lately in in, like they're kind of showpieces for how good a game can or either like showing tech technology like how powerful a console is yeah um or just like really nailing down an art style like every fighting game that's coming to mind like uh, Mm BlazBlue um the most recent Guilty Gear um what was the other one on my mind Um, Killer Instinct no 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 um. It was another really nice-looking fighting game.
0: Dragon Ball Fight. The new,
1: the new Dragon Ball game, yeah. Like, okay. that new Dragon Ball game. Like, these are all AXIS games now that I'm, like, running through them. Um, but they're all, like, visual powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but I feel like those are, are visual powerhouses in, in a way of, like, just style. Whereas Injustice 2 has, um, like, great facial capture. Um, and it seems like that's in-engine because... Even during the fight, whenever they're talking back and forth, it just it looks really good. Those character models look great. Um again, in the interest of time, it it's not gonna hang. Um but I I really feel like it, it deserved it deserves its dues. hmm Um and deserves to be recognized. So um that brings me to Hellblade.
3: Mm-hmm
0: which I think does it even better. <laughs> um, where the the look of that game is kind of uh, that paired with the, the performance is kind of what that game has going for it. Um, I mean, if you ask anybody, that game looks like a... Uh, a lot of people will say it just looks like a tech demo um, because that game is... It does what um, I wish Horizon Zero Dawn would do which is again make something very detailed but make sure that you leave space to emphasize on what is important in the scene um i mean they're d- they're different games though yeah they are they're very like, different games um the, pro- the hellblade
1: is walking down the okay. yellow brick road yeah um and like very purposefully everything about its presentation is very purposeful mm-hmm. um doesn't have the freedom that uh horizon does i don't know like I, I i I can only speak onto the opening two hours and a half of hellblade mm. um i agree that stuff like the facial capture is i mean like at this point second to none yeah it, it might be the best that we've seen in this industry mm-hmm. um i didn't find that world uh that interesting yeah. So so I, far for two and a half I, hours, maybe like it becomes I super great later. But like the first two and a half hours, it's just like here's a forest. It's slightly tinted purple, and you have to look through a bunch of shit. And the other and one's slightly tinted red, and you have to look and you have even, to run through a bunch from, of fire.
0: Even from the guys that you were facing, which become, like they they are kind of just throw away at a point, but they look menacing. Um mm-hmm. just by virtue of being like these dark creatures with bones and stuff on them they, they look menacing and I do think that the the um, design later on in the game is definitely more uh like visually arresting, especially when you go into basically what are the depths of hell and you're walking through like these arms grabbing you um and like God of War has done this before, like this exact scene, but I feel and Dante's Inferno. And Dante's Inferno, but it's so much—it's um, so much better looking in this version. It's—it's <laughs> it's, like it's conveyed better here. Um,
1: I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, if Hellblade hangs on this list, I want to like bring back Origins. <sighs> yeah. Because I think okay. just like the look of Origins to me is like way more striking. It, it's not—it's not because like Hellblade looks great. Uh-huh. But like it is the, ki- the kind of game it is where it is basically a, a walking sim with some fighting elements mm-hmm. Um, like you kind of expect all those things to be like way more detailed than you would in like an open world game where there are like a lot more to account for as far as physics and everything. Um. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are just parts of AC Origins that, like, w- were breathtaking because of the scope of it, too. Yeah. Um, there's, like, so much to take in, and, like, the amount of detail in one place is, like... Uh, whereas Hellblade is just, like, yeah, this is a really nice-looking uh, path, but it's because I don't have a choice. I walk down this one path. It's it's all very... Uh, it's all served on a plate to you. Yeah,
0: um, but some of the visualizations in, in, in Hellblade <laughs> are really good, too. Like, no, it's a good walking looking game. up to Hella this giant again like just this menacing being like squatted down staring at you as you you fight the her like pawns it's, it was a really um intense moment in that game, and like a like a really good like conclusion as you fight your way to her and like e even the like the big dog thing in underneath the castle. Mm -hmm. Um. Again, I'm selling you on a game that you haven't played, and you're selling me on a game that I haven't played.
1: I haven't. I've played a little bit of Hellblade.
0: I've played enough to know
1: what it looks like. Like you can tell me that the narrative gets way better, and I can't really fault that. But like, it feels weird to say like, no, it looks better later. Like, I can see that like maybe they'll have like design wise will look cooler, but like a lot of that stuff was I saw on the beginning of that game. Yeah. yeah um
0: okay whatever 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 i'll cut it
1: i mean it looks cool when you fight anubis in assassin's creed origins
0: but there's like i feel like there's meaning underneath hellblades like stuff though like whenever best you looking. grab that whenever <laughs> Just... you grab that sword out of this the is a vein it... the, the, the,
1: you probably think this category is about you but that you're so vain. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, we're talking just best looking. Yeah. Like I, I understand that. Like there's a lot of emotion tied to some of these, but like we have to throw that out the window and okay. just say like what looks the best.
0: Hellblade has an amazing look. It Has amazing facial capture. Mm-hmm. Um, even like, I'll send you my screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> even those look great um oh, and so
1: your, your myspace angles hellblade and actually
0: on top of that i forgot that you can during those cutscenes, you can hit the screenshot button at any moment and mm-hmm. just look around that scene like it is all, all that means that
1: it's that it's actually rendered time yeah it looks great <laughs> yeah that's fine i mean most games do that like most games have a photo oh, mode
0: sh- sh- stop yeah stop just stop
1: uh speaking okay. of games with photo modes, uh Mario Odyssey. Take it off. <laughs> Mario Odyssey looks real nice. Yeah. Um
0: I, It didn't do anything for me. It didn't move me in a way that some of these did.
1: Uh yeah, I'll agree with you. Like Mario Odyssey's really fun. Yeah. Like, that that is the strength of that game. Mm-hmm. Um But visually um it's I would say it's on the range of like extremely competent and charming to questionable. Like there are parts of Mario Odyssey where I'm like, why does this look like this? Why does the Bloodborne area yeah. exist? <laughs> like mm-hmm. why am I fighting a realistic looking dragon in a Mario game? Like yeah, um, like if you're gonna lean into that, really lean into it. Like if you want to make it realistic looking, like put Mario in a goddamn FMV and mm-hmm. like. Say this is this world. This world, everyone's actually real. <laughs> Some Roger Rabbit um, stuff
0: happening.
1: Yeah, like it's, um, it, it's a it's a good looking game. It's a it's not a cohesive look, um, okay. in a in a very strange way, like like they were designed on like different times of the year, <laughs> like yeah. um, yeah, I I don't, yeah, you're right though. Like it didn't move me in a way that I think I want to bother fighting for it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, listener, there is exactly, what do we got, five games here? Yep. Yeah, five games. Uh, we have What Remains of Edith Finch, Cuphead, Pyre, Persona 5, and Gorogoa. Um, can I just get out in front of this and say that I think Cuphead wins?
1: No. No? We decide that later. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, that's, that's, I'm casting my lot.
1: Here. We le- We lead up to that. Okay. We lead up to the very obvious statement you just yeah. said. <laughs> okay. We lead up to the the really no duh thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That okay. that we're all thinking.
0: Yeah. All um, right. uh, what, what what's next?
1: Okay. Um I'll talk about Persona. Okay. Um Persona 5 is a sharp-looking game. It was a sharp-looking game when they announced it and it's a sharp-looking game when it came out 4 years later. Yeah. Um the thing about Persona is that like it's clearly something that started its development on the PS3. Um, yeah. And in, in a way that I found kind of surprising is actually kind of limited in its scope. Um, and there were just a lot of places in Persona. Like, you know, Persona, when I, when I heard that the game was taking place in Tokyo um, and they were showing off all the scenes, I was like, damn, this game looks really good. And then we actually play the game and see, like, how small all the different areas are that you can actually explore Um, or how like, you know, I, I have been to Tokyo. I have been to like, uh, Akihabara and like, uh, Shinjuku and all these places that like are kind of like the, 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 what you think of when you think of Tokyo, um, like at least what you visualize. And a lot of the areas like, you know, Akihabara looked really bad in Persona 5. I was like, this doesn't remind me of this place. Like there are, you know, buildings that like, oh yeah, that's the building from that place. Um. And not to say that the game doesn't do some of its touches well. Like, there are small little roads in Tokyo that, like, this game captures really, uh, like, almost Mm -hmm. one-to-one. And I think Kotaku has an article, actually, about, like, the places in Persona 5 and what influenced them. Uh, But there are some places that really don't capture uh, what it feels like to be in Tokyo um, that I found kind of surprising. There was a lot more variety in Persona 5, like, the dungeons look a lot uh, are a lot more unique than what they used to be. Um, there's way more animation as far as how the characters move and how they animate and how they talk. Um, but ultimately, like I think Persona Five's strength is its presentation. Okay. Um, how it like cues in all its music and how all its like comic book uh, influences kind of like zoom in and out of the game. Um, if we're talking just like a purely aesthetic thing i don't think it's far removed enough from the you know persona 3 or persona 4 and i honestly i don't think it goes far enough there are parts of that game that i'm actually like i was really visually disappointed with Mm -hmm. um so i don't think it hangs actually
0: yeah okay um i will just say that when i started playing persona 5 i went why does this look awful when i'm actually playing it (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and why does it feel terrible? I think it's start
1: like, I think like the first few areas actually look really bad. It okay. opens up as far as how it looks later on, but uh ultimately yeah, like it, it's clear that it's a it's a game running on last gen tech.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Um, and I mean like the Atlas doesn't have a huge budget, so I don't hold it against them.
0: So uh how you still feeling strong about Gorgoa?
1: Man, Gorgoa looks nice it looks really good um, I'm, I'm torn between Gorogoa and uh, Pyre um, Pyre I think has one of my favorite world map designs in any game mm-hmm. like your little carriage your little caravan going through that world and like the diversity of environments um, and how each little area feels like so unique but like I love how the game kind of pulls back the entire world map to let you see it all at once Mm -hmm. um and especially like as you run through it in your uh once your caravan is able to fly um and you can kind of see it at a faster clip and like kind of the way it rotates and uh it's beautiful it's a really striking art style um i don't feel that way about the uh the um still stuff so like the character animate the character portraits yeah. I think are kind of how they've always been. Like, it looks like it did in Bastion and looks how like it did in Transistor. That's which what I was going gr- to say. It, which, granted, it looks our, our like a games are.
0: On that kind of. Yeah. Like, Supergiant style.
1: Yeah. And Supergiant style is famous for being fucking good looking.
0: Oh, yeah. No, like, that's yeah. what
1: they're known for is good music, good uh, art style. Like. I
0: I think I've mentioned this before, but Transistor was in my art appreciation book. Right.
1: Like. um, My friend yeah. has a tattoo of uh, red. <laughs> like. He really likes how that game looks. Yeah. Um, like the the art style is is uh it doesn't need any introduction. Like we know that Supergiant makes some good-looking games. Um I again, I really like the world map. Um, I think the best I really like how the pi- how the rights look also. Yeah,
0: I was going to say I think the best visualization in that game is whenever you dunk that freaking ball. Mm-hmm. And your your soul goes into the pyre.
1: I mean, if we're talking about things like animation, like the way your characters animate in that game once you're playing it uh, look really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the game just spends too much time making you stare at assets that aren't interesting, like the inside of your caravan. Yeah. Like, yeah, the little trinkets and stuff are cool looking, but like what that art style looks like is stuff we've seen before. Mm -hmm. The stuff that's really unique is the actual rights and the world map. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah which you don't see enough of un- unfortunately because there's actually just so much reading in that game yeah that it can go- you can go a good 10 20 minutes before there's an actual other right to uh to play in yeah um so in that spirit I think Pyre loses out to Goragoa
0: okay so I will so this becomes
1: Edith Finch versus Goragoa
0: <laughs> dude
1: I like Gorogoa more but Edith Finch is really good looking.
0: I think okay, so Edith Finch is great on multiple different levels. It uses the the design of those rooms and what is in those rooms as storytelling. Um it does environmental storytelling amazingly. But this um, is best looking. <laughs> like that <like, laughs> does it well, look that's part better of look?
1: no because you're you're talking kind of like how the game's affect uh works off the like i agree that like uh stuff like world design okay
0: hang on hang on i got a better meaning. argument okay. whenever you first go into that house mm-hmm. and you don't know anything about that house the pa- color palette of that kitchen area and that living room is very dark right it feels um it feels abandoned and it feels Like depressing, and she talks about how she's scared of the house, and you definitely get a sense of that through uh, the colors that they use and like the the dark look um, in in those rooms and everything, and like dust flying around. But as you go through that house, that it becomes such a lively um, environment. And uh, again, I think that that works to the benefit of the story. And it looks great. Um, I, th- th- I think the house
1: has a lot of personality. Yeah. I think with all the trap doors and how different everyone's room looks, um, I think that house is definitely very charming. Mm-hmm. It looks like something out of a Wes Anderson film.
0: Oh, yeah. It's also like, stacked. Like- it's
1: just stacked. It looks like it's an impossible house. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think even the way the art style will change from story to story mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah, um, I just, I just don't. I really like how Gorogoa looks, man. Like, I know you haven't played it, but like, holy shit! Like, there are parts of that game that are just like like. I was playing it at work today, and just like, so impressed with how uh that art blends together, um, and how vibrant it looks, and how it it does it does the same thing that you were kind of talking about, how like. Some areas will kind of be muted, and then as you explore them, will become brighter. And uh, um, it's it's just really like I don't know. If we if we can just do this uh, coldly and uh, effectively, my Pixar Cuphead wins. Gorgo is second.
2: <laughs> I'm with but you it, on that. Yeah. Okay. That's where I think I lose <laughs> this is because majority, majority rules <laughs>
1: on Fort. Oh, like, gosh,
0: the Finch looks
2: real good, but
0: I, I, uh, I can't believe you guys <laughs> play play
1: Gorigoa and you'll feel better about
0: this. See that? Okay. So that's the thing, though. Like, based on what I've played, like Gorgo, yeah, it looks cool. It. it just looking at it doesn't do anything for me it looks like cool but like drawings. looking at like a
1: screenshot of Edith Finch wouldn't do it for anyone like in fact that's kind of the reason why like I took so long for me to even play that game I would look at screenshots and go like this looks like every other it kind of reminded me of um what's that game called where we're all everyone's going to the rapture yeah yeah and I thought that game was miserable. I thought it was so boring. It, that game took me four sittings to beat, and and the only reason it took four is because each sitting I fell asleep. Um, I thought it was slow and clumsy and did not tell an interesting story, despite how beautiful it looked. And so when I saw that, I played that game, and then I looked at Edith Finch. I was like, this reminds me of everyone's gone to the rapture, mm-hmm. and I was just like, mm, I was like turned off. Um, mm-hmm. There was nothing about how it looked in pictures that was. It wasn't until I played the game and again like let the story kind of uh, affect how I felt about it. Um, I think without Edith Finch telling the story it tells how it looks is not uh, is not, se- that's not what's selling that game. The way Gora Goa's look sells that game.
0: I just, I disagree. <laughs> like, I think walking through those rooms and seeing those rooms, you could definitely get a story out of that. Um, also, I might add that it's very fitting that Whenever I Google Goragoa, I get a bunch of pictures of the game and also as I scroll down, I'm getting Edith Finch pictures. Are they published by the same person or what?
1: Uh Anna Purna Interactive uh I also know. published Edith Finch.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Um And
1: and they publish Kentucky Route Zero.
0: Oh well. well. Oh, damn. The real
1: game of the year. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, oh. um man, uh I'm gonna Golly. <laughs> Oh, I guess I'll concede.
1: You got outvoted. <laughs> I know,
0: that's the thing. Yeah. I, I can't do it. Like, there's literally nothing I can do. This but, isn't
2: um, a monarchy. I mean, you are the host. You can just override you, us. You can, you can edit it so that
1: we're like, yes, right. Edith Finch wins.
0: Edith Finch wins. Oh, great. Cool, guys. You just take um, us
1: saying Edith Finch takes it from the last round yeah. right. and put it on this mm-hmm. one.
0: Yeah, and it's like wow, no, uh, no argument there. Crazy. Ah, okay, all right. Um,
1: Huzzah! But uh, yeah, can we let's really quickly wrap about Cuphead and how fucking good Cuphead looks.
0: Like, is, is there, watch a cartoon and then and then you'll know. <laughs> Man, it's like uh, it's more than that. Like, it's making it look like a cartoon that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, n- ah.
1: Yeah, everything from, okay. everything from the filters they use, um, the frames of animation are just, like, perfect. Um, and just, like, a, a, such a variety of stuff going on in that game. Yeah. Um, just, like, visual touches that... It, that looks the, the thing about Cuphead is it looks like nothing else. There is not a game that looks like Cuphead. No. Like, sorry. <laughs> there are games that I think have tried, kind of like you think of things like Bendy and the Ink Machine... Mm-hmm. or that one Simpsons game on PlayStation one. <laughs> not, not Simpsons. I'm sorry uh, Looney Tunes. Um, but like nothing has captured like the essence of a era and a style of animation uh, the way these people have and they put in the work. oh yeah like watching the documentary of this game or just watching talks about it and just how painstakingly long it takes to do that game. Um, that's something to be commended. Um, and like, it doesn't, this is best looking, but it doesn't hurt that that game is also just very good. Um, but that's out of order.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You still, you still seem bitter about Edith Finch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, which, which didn't
1: even seem like your choice. It seemed like you wanted Hellblade to win, but you're just upset that Gora Goa took it. (laughs) No.
0: Um.
1: Gorgo is real nice. That's I, over. I, I yeah, promise, yeah, if you Gordo, play, it. yeah, okay, okay. Gorgonzola is yeah. pretty good too. Yeah,
2: yeah no. uh, uh, <laughs> Gorgonzola is great. Goro Majima. yeah, it, yeah. It. it's real Goro um, cool. Goro from Mortal Kombat. Goro from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> it's real *What cool.
0: Minutes of Youth Finch* uh, got its last uh, category, but um, cool. Yeah. for so, me, for me, it's a winner. But our real winners of best looking are Cuphead uh, taking it. And runner up, Goragoa. And wow, this was a lot longer than had expected. Yeah, this is supposed to be a fast one. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um well, let's <laughs> let's take a break and then we'll jump into Best Sequel afterwards. How's that All sound? right. that? Sounds good. Nifty fifty. Capping off day two, we have Best Sequel. Our nominations are The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, Resident Evil 7, Persona 5, um, Assassin's Creed Origins, and Near Automata.
1: Hey. Hey there, uh, Zach. Yeah. I'd like to add a last second entry. Okay. Uh, How about Divinity Original Sin 2?
0: Oh, yeah. That'd be a a good one Uh, to add on there. Hmm. Strange I didn't write
1: that on there. Yeah. You wouldn't have missed it or anything. Very Uh, unlike you.
0: uh, Oh, it was higher up in the list. I guess I must have missed it. Strange. Mm. Yeah, strange. Went right past it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Um, How are we feeling um, about some of these games? What do you think? I would say these are
1: some of the best sequels of 2017.
2: Whoa! Yeah. ourselves right.
0: So, uh, the best sequel of 2017 is all of these games, and now we can move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's going to end out the day. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Right? Everybody good with that? I'm fine with it. Sounds good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right. What? what uh, hang on. You come back. Sit back down. Um. Hmm. I don't think. Yes. Um. Oh gosh. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. What don't you think? Whenever you look at all of these and like really think about it, they're all pretty good. Um, If I were to, ah, uh, yeah, this is hard. Uh, I'm going to say Persona 5. I'm going to say, why is that on there? Let's get that off there. Okay. <laughs> Bas- <laughs> I'm only basing that off of what you've said about Persona 5 and in relation to the games before it. For sure. That's fair um okay put me th- want to
1: throw my games under the bus okay <laughs> um, i mean
0: you threw them under the bus i'm just helping push them underneath
1: yeah Persona five is a really good game uh mm-hmm. it definitely like is a solid sequel and i don't know
0: no i enjoyed like the seven hours that i played of it um right and I put 130 barely... into it yeah yeah um, um So, it's just hard for me to back it.
1: It's, what can I say? It's not the best sequel of 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is? That much is clear. Oh, I know what it is. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, just, I was disappointed with quite a few things about Persona 5. Um, Mm -hmm. The biggest offender, I think, is just your party. Um, Because Persona 3 and Persona 4 have really strong like relationships between your party and really realistic ones um kind of like really organic like in three you all live in the same dorm so you kind of have like this day-to-day life uh, and you're kind of bumping into each other all the time and just getting to know people that way right and in four like after school every day your party goes to like the equivalent of walmart or whatever in their small little town like there's nowhere to hang out so they hang out at this like convenience or not a convenience store but like a shopping uh like a strip
2: mall every and day have, is great at your junas yeah you know <laughs> and they that,
0: <laughs> that sounds oh, like super relatable for me sure and they uh, yeah, just have, like
1: court uh the food uh court every day they're just like hanging out
0: Mm-hmm. yeah um, that sounds like small town uh oklahoma
1: right and in go persona 5 the, like
0: literally the walmart go hang out at literally the walmart
1: yeah <laughs> we'll and in persona impressive. 5 they don't really hang out. Like, it's strange. Like, they text all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, it's actually, like, few and far between when your party's like, let's get together as a whole party and do stuff together.
0: Do you Um, think that's a social commentary? Yeah, it seems Uh, reflective of real
2: life.
1: Probably. I mean, yeah, like, their lives are a little bit more realistic. So, like, obviously your friend that doesn't go to the same school as you is not going to hang out with you as often. And, obviously, your friend that is an heir to like a multi-million dollar fortune has a lot of shit that she has to do uh, because her father had died and she has to take over the uh, company. Mm -hmm. So naturally she's doing shit. But like even like Ryuji or characters that you should be seeing every day, like you don't. Um, So I never really bought the relationship between a lot of the characters. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when there was supposed to be a lot of payoff towards the end, of like, oh look how much these people love each other. I'm like, I don't buy it because I barely saw like half of these people. One of the yeah. characters, the one who uh, whose father's died and has a uh, the multi million dollar uh, fortune, like she shows up like 60 hours into the game. It's really strange. Yeah, um, and they're like, oh here's Haru, I get to know her. I'm like, I, I don't. Need to, we're about to fight the final boss, who's Build Haru. That
0: social link.
1: Um, yeah, you barely have time. Like you really have to like mainline that social link if you wanna uh it's called a confidence if you wanna oh, yeah. uh get to know her and hear her whole story mm-hmm. um it's that stuff on top of just like uh a few mechanics that are still kind of that are getting a little tired, like the battle system persona is really good, but mm-hmm. they didn't really do that much to separate it from three or four. They added some new elements and they added uh I think the best thing they added was the social links will give you abilities um. Mm-hmm. And not just your party members, like everybody that you build a a confidant with, or what I should say, um, will give you some cool abilities. So, like if you play with the kid who plays light gun games at the arcade, um, you have this ability to jump into battle like guns blazing, and you can take off mm-hmm. a lot of enemies' health um, before you even start the fight. Um, and it's just like this really cool animation. Um, but yeah, but ultimately, like it was, uh, uh, it was just a not quite enough um different from four to and three to justify the like eight years it was between sequels or between games right yeah yeah and i was just like really curious like what exactly took so long um Mm -hmm. but um yeah of all the games on here i would say uh persona 5 is probably one of the weaker sequels
0: okay um Well, let's. I'll let somebody else go. Uh, Rob, you wanna? Uh, yeah. Um, take a crack at this. Let's
2: go with Resident Evil Seven. Which okay. Personally, I feel not only saved the entire uh, franchise from death, which is a pretty strong argument for it, mm-hmm. but it's probably the best horror game of the year. And the only thing I'd say is against it is that it's the best horror game of the year, but nowhere close to the best game of the year. And so I'm kind of stuck defending it as a full, as a best sequel.
0: Yeah. The thing that I will say in resident evil sevens defense um, is that it did bring a lot of people back to the resident evil franchise. I feel because the, what was the last game? It was umbrella core. Right. Like faith in resident evil has been on a down downhill or downward spiral for a while now i mean the the later resident evils uh five and six are definitely more of like guns blazing kind of games and this kind of brought it for the most part it brought it back down to a more uh like personal sized or um An a smaller scale yeah yeah than blowing up the world or whatever right punching boulders um yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like it's a really good sequel. Um, but for me, yeah, it, it's not gonna be the best of the year. Yeah, that's.
2: I think we can strike it.
0: Anything to say, Dave? Any, any goodbyes?
1: Um, I don't know. I feel strongly about Resident Evil Seven. Like, if we're just talking sequels, mm-hmm. that th- that is a great sequel. Like, mm-hmm. it is not just more of the same or a. Uh, you know, an upgrade on an existing formula, they changed a lot. I mean, they brought a lot of it back to roots. Right. Um, so it's a good course correction. Yeah. And I and think that's important I for a feel sequel. Like,
0: I feel like I wish they would have went all the way into making it something else because I feel like it's still sluggish in the way that like a a, a third person in Resident Evil... will. I don't know. I didn't play five or six, but I know playing through like four um, just like last year or most of four, it's, this still feels sluggish in the same way that that did. Mm -hmm. And it feels weird um, being that just trotting in a first person game, like a first person shooter. Uh, Cause I mean, it definitely turns into a first person shooter later in the game. Yeah, Um, For me, it was kind of that all the way through because I cheated. (laughs) <laughs> uh just to get the game done um but like i can see where 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 you were supposed to have seven guns and all the ammo in the world and like oh we're throwing seven enemies at you here um i feel like they sh- i i wish they would have went all the way with making it um i don't know more I don't want to say like PT-esque, but in that same general direction of a first-person horror game.
2: Yeah, because at the end of the game, it does become that over-the-top Resident Evil again. Your, yeah. You know, the explosions and helicopters flying in and all that nonsense. Yeah. And so it worries me for Resident Evil 8, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Um, it was kind of uh, surprising because... Dave told me that in Resident Evil fashion, it turns out that you're fighting this huge monstrosity, like this thing that is ridiculously giant and unbelievably huge. And I was like, oh, okay. So I fought Jack and I was like, oh, that's what he was talking about. And Jack turns into this giant spider thing. And then you get to the very end where it's literally like this towering behemoth. Above you, as you're like laying on the ground shooting it, which I bet was awesome in VR. Oh, it Um, was, yeah, but it's just over the top in a way that I feel like maybe they thought they were servicing fans. Yeah, they are, they are
1: because it is like like a lot of things in this game. It's a throwback to one where, like, literally someone in a helicopter throws you a rocket launcher and says, use it. Um, and that's a throwback to the tyrant fight in one. Mm-hmm. But like the tyrant was yeah. a slightly larger, stronger super uh bio weapon. He, he exactly. was not this. Whereas uh, Edie, what was her name? Oh, um, oh shit. the the girl turned grandma turned giant giant like t- towering, spiraling tornado <laughs> monster. Whatever the fuck <laughs> she became. Um, it, it was just goofy. Like, and it's one of those yeah. things where it's so large. And you have so little mobility that you're like, I, there is no strategy to this fight. I just shoot yeah. in a direction. I assume the face. And, yeah, it's an interactive cutscene. Yeah, and it's it's really it's like it doesn't feel scary or tense like a lot of the boss fa- battles in this game. Um, yeah, it just feels plotting. And yeah, the strengths of these games are like uh, when the when the odds are against you and you have to hide. Like that's mm-hmm. when it's tense and in. That's when that those are its strengths. Yeah, that's, and like yeah. you
0: said, like the, the the strength isn't in the like making you fight Jack with a chainsaw whenever you move, like you're underwater. Mm-hmm. Like that's not how that's not how to do it. You know, like I, I wish they would have either went all the way with making the the controls feel more like a first person shooter, or went the other way and made it feel like like a a horror game where you're being hunted.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I think there's just a lot of Resident Evil checkboxes at this point. Mm-hmm. Um and I think they just felt like they had they were obliged to uh have that progression work in traditional Resident Evil fashion. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, it like it sours the ending of what is initially a really powerful horror game.
0: Yeah, right. it definitely starts off super powerful and like super um, it made me optimistic for the rest of the game, but the rest of the game kind of falls a little short and kind of feels like they're curling back up into what is familiar. Right. Um, and that's that—that's my argument against it. Yeah.
1: I mean, the argument for it is that, like, Resident Evil 6 is so bad yeah. that yeah. for this to be the seventh game, that for them to even make a seventh game, I guess it sold mm-hmm. well. Um. I would so assume it, so. It justified just making a sequel but um I'm glad that Capcom like didn't just make another one of those. They could have yeah. very easily made another fucking action over the top thing. Some of the things that happened in 6 are so ludicrous. Um yeah. just how bombastic the action has become. It it the it first... makes like a what's it called? It makes the Fast and Furious movies look like restrained. <laughs> yeah with how fucking crazy it gets
0: i stopped playing that game within the first probably 30 minutes
2: oh i finished that game i <laughs> oh, finished it twice God. isn't there like
0: <laughs> isn't there, like six endings or something or, like six different storylines or uh-huh. something crazy
2: yeah um, five or thing
0: oh
1: gosh and i thought that was them initially when i heard that i thought that was them kind of meeting the fans halfway they're like we're not gonna stop in this action uh like bombastic hollywood uh trajectory that the series is gone but how about we introduce Leon and his chapters will be more horror focused and Chris's will be more action focused and Jake will do whatever Jake's gonna do Um, and it wasn't like that at all like regardless of who you were playing as it was just over the top man the Leon chapter where you have to fight in that graveyard is so fucking bad <laughs> like man I really wanted to like Resident Evil 6 I was giving it the benefit of the doubt the entire time I was playing it Um, Mm -hmm. but seven's great. Like it's a great sequel. It's just Mm -hmm. it's not all the way there yet. Hopefully, they even they go even further with their commitment to changing the the basic formula, the DNA.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Um, and also, like I was telling you guys or asking you guys, when was the last time that Capcom made a first person game? Oh Um,
3: man,
1: I mean, other
0: than just implementing like a scope into resident evil or something i actually have to look up and, look it's, up and see i mean it's been a while uh, if if they have might have been so, one of the resident evil spinoff games even for for it to even yeah, umbrella chronicles slightly work is surprising. yeah it's impressive it, for real they, there, um, there
1: were the resident evil on rails games the chronicles yep, that's why i was thinking of yeah. yeah yeah
0: but still i mean you're not like moving no nah. so yeah i mean that that for them to to take that step and do that is is crazy, and like I remember hearing about Resident Evil Seven being a, a first person game and being like, ooh, we'll see <laughs> we'll see how that goes um but I mean yeah, it turned out it it was better than expected,
1: yeah, but not one of the best sequels of the year
0: nope,
1: all right, um, I'm also going to uh." volunteer that we take wolfenstein off this list yeah um it's... wolfenstein has really cool cutscenes and characters the actual gameplay part of it is not better than wolfenstein one i would say it's worse
0: yeah yep okay. very much so I,
1: yeah i
0: agree that was because, be my argument. i mean you played you those games back what, to back like yeah playing those games back to back i uh, yeah i i feel like i had more impact um or yeah, the impact was a little bit more intense on the first game.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And and like I said, the first game came off as kind of just ridiculous, whereas the second game came off as like insane. In a, in a way that it's kind of hilarious, but I don't know that that's what it needed. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I, I agree though. So we'll strike that out. All right. <laughs> so between Zelda, Mario, Divinity, Assassin's Creed and Nier.
1: Um okay, I've played all of these. Uh, so does anyone want to hear about one of these?
2: Hm, or should I just no, go we, in we, my we own ne- order? <laughs> we never discussed I mean, I, Divinity much. I mean, I don't know what what is that game?
1: <laughs> oh, let's uh let's talk a little bit about uh uh game of the year, Shuwin divinity oh, okay. original sin 2
0: okay yeah l- l- let's hear the pitch uh i'll be back here in about an hour and a half yeah um whenever you're getting close to wrapping up just text me
1: yeah of course okay. um
0: <laughs> go get go get food real i quick. mean
1: let me think of uh you s- you stay seated oh i'm not gonna you. go get start smacking into the mic yeah um <laughs> divinity original sin 2 okay f- first of all divinity original sin was a fantastic game itself kind of a sequel um to the Divinity series, um, and then Divinity Original Sin Two kind of cleaned up a lot of the sins, uh, pun intended, of the original game. Nice. Uh, for example, the original game has an extremely plotting beginning. Um, the original game, you're investigating a murder. You go into this town. That's about all the direction you have. You don't really get to know your characters. You don't really know who you're talking to um it takes a lot for divinity original sin to get going
3: mm-hmm.
1: um whereas divinity uh, divinity original sin 2 um like right off the bat it introduces you to every character um yeah. that you'll be playing as um and it gives you a really nice situation which uh, very initially you are uh fighting a big monster in the ocean um it destroys your vessel that's taking you to a prison island but fortunately you all wash up on it anyway um, and then it gives you a really cool task, which is, hey, get off this island, um, which is a lot of fun because like it kind of uh, allows you to, uh, in in experiment with the game's systems like, okay, there are yeah. many ways off this island. Um, how am I going to go about it? Um, am I going to like hold my head low and kind of play by the rules and see if I can sneak out or just try to brute force my way out? Um, or one of the 40 other options you have to get off the island. Um. Yeah depending on kind of what uh, narrative paths you take. Um, So right off the bat, like, it's a lot more intriguing. Um, It adds a lot of interesting new systems, whether it's uh, new classes, new um, gameplay elements, like height uh, being a consideration um, in your battles, um, which kind of gives a lot of, like, adds just another layer of strategy to your fighting. Um, A lot more in the way of... um, like uh, skill checks and how you can kind of uh, customize your party to get through the world. Um, A lot of just like uh, quality of life changes uh, that make the game a lot better. Um, And then just like basic things, a a more interesting cast, a uh, more diverse world. Um, Again, like the original Divinity was a lot slower um, and took a lot of time before you really got to open up and see all the different uh, options before you. And then, even then, like, the environments were not as interesting as in Original Sin 2. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, like, Divinity Original Sin 2 is the, the first game with more and better. Um, it doesn't fundamentally change the, initial, the original game. Um, they just made a bigger game with better characters, a better narrative, um, and more systems to kind of allow the player more uh, experimentation. They also allowed players to build their own game, which is a big deal. Like, It's a yeah. really cool system. Um, it's a if great we're game. Not
0: making another one.
1: Yeah, sure, maybe. <laughs> uh, it's a great game. It is easily our game of the year. But um, well, now. Of, of the games oh. here, it's not our... Uh, I don't think it's the best sequel. Um, only in, in lieu of the fact that the first game was yeah. so good that the sequel didn't really have much to fix. It fixed what needed to be fixed. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, like, it is a very good sequel. Um, but there are games on here that, like, fundamentally fixed, uh, you know, their own series and, in mm-hmm. some cases, uh, the genres they, uh, inhabit. Yeah. So... Uh, let me finish before you cross off the goddamn game. Um, uh, <laughs> Divinity Original Sin two, real good game. Uh, great sequel, not the best sequel. Now you may cross it off.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, just all you rush towards. <laughs>
0: it's great. <laughs> He's uh, for listeners at home. He stabbed a knife in on the ta- into the table where my hand was about mm-hmm. to be. Um, it's scary. Oh when you fully work for that. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Um So I'm gonna say for me personally, I think this I think this um category is near and Zelda. Yes. It is near
1: and Zelda. <laughs> but I'd like to hear Rob's hesitation.
2: I mean, I've, again, I again, I haven't China. played it myself, but I hear a lot of really good things about Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, so
3: it's real good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a real good game, but like, what? Mar- well, it's kind of just Mario sixty four in a prettier package. I didn't
2: like Mario sixty four, so we could strike it then. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like when I think
1: of uh, the mario series like first of all all core mario games are excellent uh mm-hmm. sunshine withstanding but like um I don't know y- yeah like me. when i think of galaxy i'm like galaxy fucking ruled and yeah, then did. like odyssey i would say is on par with it but it doesn't surpass galaxy um yeah. especially like kind of as you play a lot of odyssey and realize that like a lot of those moons are not interesting challenges um and how like a lot of this game like it's kind of turning into like a rote collectathon yeah um, or as galaxy had very uh deliberate precise courses that it was trying to get you to go through um mm-hmm. that were really fun and like really well framed and everything there were um i think think of it like this this is a relatable example. Okay. Super Mario Galaxy is like a line of just the best, purest Coke. And Odyssey is just a lot of it on a table, and it's kind of cut with some shit. Okay, it's got some I baking understand. powder in there. Oh. um, But it's a lot more as far as quantity. Yeah, um, okay. Think of it like, th- that's how I think of it. Like, okay. Galaxy yeah, is a more streamlined, uh, a better mainline, <laughs> a better hit of mario platforming
2: i tend to compare games coke too so yeah Yeah.
1: sure that's my (laughs) go-to i
0: could understand
1: um odyssey adds a lot of cool shit it does i Um, like that extra jump i like the capture stuff Mm
3: -hmm. Um,
0: yeah um i'm gonna say like i i definitely agree with that i think odyssey is is a great game um i think it it's Nintendo doing what they do best and making a a super polished game and it it isn't the best sequel though. You know, it it's it didn't iterate on Mario in any in in a way that was or it didn't fix or it, iterate on Mario in a way that was mind-boggling. Um, That's thing. Like the know. capturing stuff is cool, but I yeah what okay <laughs> like um it's it's not it's not fixing gameplay in a way that like near did
2: sure the main um, thing I hear about near though is that people have to power through the gameplay to enjoy it
1: uh I, I wouldn't say that i I like the gameplay of near a lot also like if we're just comparing it to its predecessor, the original near um that game is a mess yeah i like one, to disagree with that. One and and in, in a way, like the Guard games that are supposed to be canonical in this series um, are all a mess. Mm-hmm. And so, seeing you know, I had almost zero interest in Nier. Nier is kind of like the example of like n- never give up on a developer,
0: never give up on Coke,
1: even though Yokotaro <laughs> made, um, you know, five middling games there. Yeah, uh, he finally got to Near Automata, and it was fucking great.
0: He did his homework, um, and there was a better product for it.
1: Like, he, something happened, whether it was, like, the collaboration between them and uh, Platinum. Um, I mean, that was essentially a huge part of it was, hey, we got this team here that actually knows how to do character action games really yeah. well. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, the, the strength of Nier, absolutely. It's, it's uh, storytelling and world building. Um, but I wouldn't dismiss the action elements of Nier either. Like they're really fun. And like some of them are (laughs) like just these big spectacle fights, but unlike, you know, the resident evil spectacle fights, they feel, uh, your agency is important in them and they are fun to actually conduct. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's just like so much to see. And like, you think you've seen it all and the game is constantly surprising you. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, near near rules like near deserves yeah. to be in the top two. Like
0: as a game that I didn't finish, finished, finished? Uh, as a game that I didn't finish, but also have heard amazing things and have heard terrible things about the original near and like for this to be even remotely like interesting to me, like I I enjoyed playing it. I just never really went back to it. Um, I don't know why. Like a lot of people bag on the combat, but I felt like the combat was fine. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, in the same way that there's nothing wrong with Wolfenstein's combat. It's just kind of, um, I don't know. It's just there. (laughs) Right. Um, which still sounds like a less than ringing endorsement of it, but, um, it's not terrible. Mm Um, I think that the, the slotting the chips is really cool. Um, I think, that it's a, it's a neat way to do your your upgrade system and i enjoyed managing those chips and stuff and be, like picking those up um but yeah like hearing what Drakengard guard and um the original near were and them just kind of being these like real messes uh i i think near does deserve to to stay on here yeah even in a vacuum though
1: like yeah, I don't want to completely base these uh, these winners off like having a really bad predecessor because mm-hmm. that seems strange. Like, because y- yeah. you know, using that system, like we could have a fundamentally worse game win this category.
0: Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I think a big strength of Nier is that like it's telling a story that you know film and book and games have tried to tell a mm-hmm. thousand times and have told a thousand times. Like, hey, what if we talk about androids and how they feel about things? Um, but the way Nier performs its, uh, philosophical uh, autopsy on, like, this post-apocalyptic corpse of humankind, um, through the lenses of the machines, like, you know, through the androids and the, uh, and the, uh, the machines on the earth, um, and, like, watching them try to make sense of their their burgeoning uh, sentience, uh, from the scraps of humanity, Mm -hmm. um, and watching these androids do things that, like... Uh, and the robots do things that, like, kind of, like, frighten us and sadden and disturb us. Like, like watching them try to understand, like, uh, sex and mm-hmm. uh, understand, like, cults and cliques and religions. Um, like, seeing those robots have that death cult um, and kind of, like, gleefully try to get your characters to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is trying... It is presenting a ton of uh just themes on the player um and it's a game that like ultimately it revels in the uh the destruction of its enemies and it forces players to recognize their own role in creating that destruction mm-hmm. um it it you know as when you finish that game you you there's you realize that like two b and nine s uh and a two like these aren't good people like uh but they're not they're they're fundamentally flawed they're not protagonists but they are nevertheless like very human um even though they're androids Mm -hmm. um yeah and it's doing that uh to one of the best like scores ever composed in a game um it is a very good game like it's not the best character action game out there but it is a solid character action game with like every other facet of that game is beautiful um even at even at the surface it seems like it's i don't know uh, it doesn't hold muster to these other contenders.
0: Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins, whenever you hit people, numbers come out. That's cool. I don't know <laughs> how I feel about that. <laughs> Seeing that uh, really shocked me in a way that shouldn't, uh, but... You can turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you have to say about Assassin's Creed Origins? Uh,
1: it's really good. Like, mm-hmm. it. I think it finally takes the series out of that, like, um that that batman even though like it kind of pioneered this battle system and even further back you could say Prince of Persia pioneered the like the hit and then parry battle system uh-huh. where your character just kind of dances around groups of enemies without any real threat mm-hmm. um assassin creed origin kind of like says like all right we're we're done with this system um they have kind of their own thing now it's a little clumsy but like that's fair um it's one of the most beautiful, like, striking open worlds I've ever made. Um, it is, like, I, I I really enjoy the Assassin's Creed series because, like, I need something to kind of care about real-world history. Like, uh-huh. like I, I personally believe that history is the best story ever told. Like, you can read all the fiction in the world, but, like... I will hand you, like, actual events that happened in history, and you'll be like, oh, this is way more interesting than, like, anything anyone can, like, invent out of their mind. Yeah. Um, just because, like, the nature of, like, how humans interact with each other fundamentally creates really interesting scenarios Yeah. Uh, that a person sitting alone thinking of elves um, is going to have trouble doing because they are trying to make it all up from scratch.
0: Have you played Metal Gear?
1: I have made, played Metal Gear.
0: Okay, i was just making sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That is someone who has a fundamental like misunderstanding of humanity. <laughs> but um
0: <laughs> understands uh nukes, though. Sure.
1: You no, know, very well, and nano machines. Um Yeah, like I really like the Assassin's Creed series. I really like the direction that they went with Origins, even though I really enjoyed Syndicate. Um I you know, there's obviously been big hiccups along the way. Yeah. Uh I th- Origins I think is like a really nice uh fresh start for this series.
0: I think there's something very noble about keeping rooted in history, because, um, mm-hmm. like you said, there's not a, a bunch of like games that do that anymore. And I feel like maybe that was just a, um, for for like the first game, I feel like maybe that was just, um, I don't want to say like a gimmick, but it, it kind of felt like that, like we're gonna take you back to. Ancient times Mm -hmm. uh, in in the where it was like the Middle East. Um and I mean to stick to that formula is is cool to me. I I think it's it's really neat that they have stuck to their guns on that.
1: For sure. I mean that's kind of the draw of the series, like and I'm yeah, as this series has advanced and they kind of like continue swiping the futuristic stuff under the rug. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's made the series better. A lot of people are like, why did they do away with fucking Desmond's storyline? And and I'm like, who cares? Like, right. it's so much more interesting to see what was going on in, like, uh, Acre or, uh, or Egypt or fucking the Caribbean or yeah. Victorian. Like, all of these places have so much more to offer the player than whatever boring Abstergo shit that they want to, like, mm-hmm. shoehorn into these games. Um so I really actually enjoy that they just like kind of have given I wish they would give up altogether. Yeah. Like you can make the game follow some kind of arc. Um some storyline and all these games can just take place at a different point on that arc. Like you don't need to always have the the moment where we go back to the current century well, and we talk about shit.
0: Yeah, and I think there is something like cooler about not seeing it sprout from just somebody's ancestor. I think it's cooler to see like, and, and ma- connect the dots yourself as time goes on. Sure. Um, But like, I, I don't know. I think I, I worded that wrong where, as I said, it was noble of them to like still be doing that. I think it's way cooler that something like this still exists and was able to continue on um, with still rooting itself in history. Right.
1: Um, um it's really good. Like, Assassin's Creed Origins is like, a great game, like, through and through. It starts slow. Um, I can see people kind of falling off the first five hours or so. But, like, mm-hmm. once you get into the weeds of it, it's really fun and rewarding. Um, and they do, like, like credit where credit's due. Like, they don't just go back in Egypt and, like, it's not a cosmetic thing. Like, they really do their research on, like, what these cultures were like, mm-hmm. um, how people interacted, like, the language, everything. Um,
0: and that shows like, in the game?
1: Uh, for sure. Like it, it is actually like one of the few games that actually depicts Egypt correctly, mm-hmm. um, especially during this period where Egypt was kind of a, a crumbling empire, um, kind of being uh, taken over by Greeks and Romans. Um, yeah. But like so much of like when you see Egypt in games, like so much of the mythology or like architecture or whatever they use isn't actually from Egypt. Um, it'll be kind of like, It'll be from like, what's that fucking movie? Uh, Lawrence of Arabia or like uh-huh. all these other things. Like it'll be different uh, cultures' histories, kind of like shoehorn. Like oh yeah, it's all the same, really.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so you'll have things like games set in Egypt, like like Cuphead does this, where like the boss in Cuphead is a uh, a djinn or a genie. Yeah. Um, even though like the background of that stage is like it, the stage is called Pyramid Peril, yeah, and it's clearly uh, the Great Pyramids of uh, Giza. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, there weren't gins in Egyptian lore. Right. Like, you're you're swapping your shit, like Cuphead people. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way, like, that's true to Cuphead's 1930s racist roots, yeah, where they don't care <laughs> about that. But, like, it's just stuff like that. Like, that happens really, like, that happens a lot. Um, and so I, like, want to call out, like, the historians on Assassin's Creed who, like, did their homework. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, did their due diligence to represent a culture properly, yeah. um, and they come like, from
0: different cultures and ethnicities themselves, which is yeah, surprising a, I that would they can say a
1: multi-ethnic it. group of yeah, different cultures, <laughs> uh, beliefs, and uh, sexual orientations. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so it's good. I
1: don't. I don't. I I think it doesn't hang. I think okay. Breath of the Wild and Near are the yeah. two. Um, so <laughs> and. And I think Breath of the Wild takes this category. Okay.
0: I'm like, down for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Breath of the Wild, like not only is a good sequel to Zelda, Breath of the Wild is a good sequel to open world games. Yeah. It's, <laughs>
0: like it's a like, great um <laughs> it's a great addition to that that genre of open world games. And in a genre where it's expected for the games to be kind of broken, I think Breath of the Wild does something amazing where I've only encountered, me personally, I only encountered like one big bug, which was like falling through the world at one point. But where in Bethesda, like every one of their games that comes out, you can expect to be able to like glitch through walls, um, have NPCs just break or all, all this stuff for Nintendo to really come out and have it be their their first big uh, like large scale open world and have it just kind of work and work how you would expect it and work in ways that you would you would even not expect by just saying I wonder if I can do this and having that work out like it it's amazing it, it, yeah it, it's pretty good
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it's amazing because like it's an open world game that actually encourages exploring yeah. Which, like, doesn't exist in open world games. Like, it's really strange how this genre, that you think the strength of it was would be, like, the unknown. Like, what's beyond the horizon. But, like, so many open world games are so afraid of boring the player. Yeah. That, like, they'll just, like, populate the map. They're like, oh, no, I promise when you get here there will be fun shit to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, that doesn't exist in Zelda at all. Like, you have to, the game tasks you with, like, getting up on a ledge. Like, using your your scope to look at things. And putting your own icons down. Yeah. So you're like, that looks interesting over there. I'll go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why we were talking about, like, how this game has really good lines of sight. That's, like, very deliberate because, like, the game is trying to encourage you to go in a direction you find interesting. Yeah. Rather than trying to get you down, like, some path that goes to wherever the narrative is. Like, it's very easy to play Breath of the Wild for 20 hours before you get to the first town uh, yeah. where the narrative ki- uh, kicks again. Yeah. Um, yeah like this game encourages exploration in a way that open worlds have just given up on doing um
0: and also it uh kind of in the same vein it encourages uh like discovery of especially like the combat and stuff like that it doesn't you don't get better in in kind of a similar way of uh, like the dark souls and um like from software's games do it's you get better at playing naturally. It's not like that you get amazing gear, which you do, but you don't get better at combat because you unlocked a new skill. You just kind of get better because you understand how the game works.
1: Right. I mean, the Um, game has no like skill trees or anything. No. again, like all these little kind of uh, dopamine hits that a lot of open world games have to keep you interested. Like Zelda doesn't have them like again this game's the what it's what's intriguing about the game is the world like yeah. it is finding it is exploring that world um, it is not a, whatever like the you know it, in fact i would say like it is the best part of the game like it that's the, the exploring the world of hyrule in breath of the wild um, is a lot more is a lot more interesting than like whatever the narrative throws at you mm-hmm. um, which is kind of par for the course in zelda games yeah. um and uh yeah it, it's it's that it, it's those little moments that feeling of climbing a big mesa only to find like a lionel on top of it yeah and going what the fuck is that guy um and <laughs> yeah. then thinking like and then like the way that different enemies uh react to you uh the way the world seems like like you seem like such a small uh actor in it for so long um and like just meaningful things, like meaningful upgrades, like when you get uh Ronaldi's Wind or whatever it's called, yeah. Ronaldi's Gale. Yeah. Um, and just like, hey, you can fly now, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. um, watch how much that changes how you play this game. Um and again, it's like all the little uh ways that every area feels unique. It's not just a cosmetic thing. It's like, hey, when you're in the uh desert, you can ride these rad seals. Mm-hmm. Um and when you're in the mountains, you can snowboard on your shield, um, and now you can ride a sick motorcycle.
0: Uh huh. Um, yeah, you can. I haven't unlocked that yet. I can't. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The last thing I'll say is it's like not only is it a huge like change for the Zelda franchise. I mean, it's something new for Nintendo, and it's like something new for again the genre. Um, and yeah, I I think it's. I think it wins uh personally. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Okay. Any anything you want to add, Rob?
2: No, I think you pretty much covered it. I mean, that's a damn good argument for Breath of the Wild there. I yeah,
1: it's yeah. it's kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs>
2: like Breath of the Wild. Let me is add one some hell context. Of a
0: Uh Rob doesn't like Zelda.
2: Yeah, see, that's saying something if I'm okay with it winning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's real good. I can right. see why people don't like Zelda games. Like, I love them personally, but I can understand finding them uh, tedious. Yeah. Um, And I think Breath of the Wild, like, offers those players something to explore. Like, there's a lot of cool shit in Breath of the Wild that, like, has never kind of been explored in Zelda's before. Um, yeah. Cool stuff. And there's cooking.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of... Things in this game. Yeah. Turns sure. out. Um, you can shield surf, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, anyway, uh, you guys want to cap off the day? Um, yeah. Why don't you read back the winners? Okay. So, uh, all of the categories and winners for Neo Kaido's Game of the Year, Part Two, um, we have up first best new character, Mae Borowski from Night in the Woods, taking it and runner up. Makoto Nijima from Persona 5. Uh, Best Riding, What Remains of Edith Finch, uh, winning that category. Runner-up, Night in the Woods. Best Looking, Cuphead just just demolishes the competition here. Uh, With Runner-up, there is no Runner-up on here. Never mind, Gorogoa. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, lastly, Best Sequel, uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild takes it with Runner-up near Automata. That's a, good, uh, that's a good group there. Um, yeah. There's more to come, though. Oh, we're not done? No, we're not done yet. Uh turns out Wait, there's... Please talk so much, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, we talked at least twice today. Um, yeah. So, listener, uh, we have another batch of categories that will be ready for you tomorrow. But as for today, uh, we'll catch you next time. I'm Zach Thomas.
2: I'm the 12 Days of Christmas. Damn, that's too good. I'm just Rob, I guess.
0: <laughs> no, stick with uh, what um, Robica? Um, Robica. Robica. Robica,
2: yeah. There it is. <laughs> Near Robica.
0: All right, and uh, I'll see you later. Um, all right. A-boom Capping off day two. Da-boom <laughs> da-boom oh, no, that's corn. That's a, that's a different. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Boom. laughs> <B-boom. laughs> yeah. that
2: in, by the way. Living
0: like a freak on the leaf.
2: You want to see the line <laughs>